Uh, open up your Bibles to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and Luke chapter 17. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and Luke chapter 17. Uh, you know, the Bible gives us this admonition, gives us this warning that in the latter times that some will depart from the faith, right? Uh, that there'll be a great falling away. And so you and I have got to recognize and realize that uh, in our life, if we're not moving forward inch by inch like an inchworm, uh, then we're moving back. We can't even be standing still. And, and so the definition of backsliding is simply not moving forward. And so uh, there's not going to be a lot of shouting, but there's going to be a lot of growing. Amen. So you stay with me tonight. And uh, this is what I really feel the Lord wants to put down deep in our heart. Because um, things happen in your life and my life to get our focus off of what God wants us to do. And so we got to be very cautious because just think, nobody can do what you can do. That's why the devil comes against you and that's why there's such a struggle. Uh, and and uh, know that your brothers and sisters, that you're are praying for you, you're praying for us, we're all praying together, and, and we, we, we feel those things, and, and, uh, as we feel those things, we cast them upon Jesus, amen? And He's our strength. Alright. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, let's just read one verse, verse number 9, uh, Deuteronomy 4 and 9, if you're there, say amen. Only take heed to thyself. And keep, guard, protect thy soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget. Now mark that down in your mind's eye. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. Luke chapter 17, one verse, three words. Luke chapter 17, verse 32. Luke seventeen thirty two, out of the mouth of Jesus, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife, brother Donnie. Would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you, brother Donnie. Thank you so much once again for being here. You're such a blessing to to me and to my family. You're a blessing to this church. We appreciate you, and I know that. In the times of struggle, in the times of difficulties, you know, it's hard and sometimes we want to pull back and we just want to be by ourselves, but we need to push forward and gather together and draw strength from one another. Amen? Alright, so he told us, he said that we've got to be careful, take heed lest we forget. See, everything in your life uh, and everything in my life, the, the, the Christian's life, we have all of these things because of Jesus. Amen. He, because of what he done for us. And, and, and so there under the old covenant, he's talking to the children of Israel and he said, I, I don't want you, uh, I want you to be diligent. I want you to be watchful. I want you to be mindful that the devil is going to do things to try to rock you to sleep. And he said, if that happens, you'll forget. And that word forget is from a Hebrew word that means to mislay. To, to mislay means to take something uh, that is so important and put it in a place that's easily forgotten. Like, for instance, uh, something that you need every day. Let, let's just let's say your car keys. There's no way you would take your car keys 
and put them in a shoebox and put them in the back of the closet because why? You need them every day, right? Alright, so uh, we need God not every day, but every moment. He is our breath of life. He, and, and so if any time that we take him, we just put him on a shelf, that's mislaying. That's, that's forgetting what he's done and what he wants to do in our life. In other words, uh, the Bible says that everything by prayer and supplication, right? You and I, we're, we're supposed to take everything to him. So he wants to be involved in your hurt, in your heartache, in your disappointment, in your discouragement, as well as all the joys of life. And, and and so if we don't take heed to him, then we'll forget him. We'll we'll lay that aside. And when we lay him aside, all of a sudden, guess what? The devil is Johnny on the spot to bring something to replace the one that's irreplaceable. All right. So let's look at that tonight. I want us to to consider these three words. This is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. You and I, if we forget, then that when we forget God, then we'll start to neglect God. So forget, neglect, and when you forget God and you neglect God, then all of a sudden it always brings regret. Regret. So forget means to simply not pay attention to, to lose out of mind. Neglect means not to put the proper emphasis on, uh, to lose care for. And regret, we know what regret means. Everyone of us in here, we've experienced a, a, a lot of regrets, uh, missed opportunities. 2021 is going to be the year of the greatest opportunity of your life. Whether it looks like it, whether it feels like it or not, it will be. Amen. And we've got to hold on to that word. We've got to hold on to that promise. And so let, let, let's look at some people's mistakes tonight where we can learn from those mistakes and we will not repeat them. Amen. I don't want to repeat the mistakes. I want to learn from them. I want to be stronger. So. Notice what he said here in, in the teachings of Jesus, once again in Luke seventeen thirty two. He simply said, Remember Lot's wife. Now he's he, he he's giving a warning here. He's telling talked about Noah and, and going into the ark and all of those things. He's preparing people for the coming of the Lord. And you and I, we need to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Whether I lay down tonight and don't wake up in this world, but I wake up in heaven, or whether they're uh you know, we, we tarry till the Lord's coming. Whatever it might be, we need to be in the place of preparation. And so he said, remember Lot's wife. Now I want you to think about Lot's wife just for a second. Uh, her and Lot, they walked uh, out of the same situation and circumstance that Abram did. And they walked with Abram as Abram walked with God. And as they uh, were with Abram, the blessing that was upon Abram, they what? They got mingled in with that and the blessing come upon them. And, and so, uh, as all of a sudden in Genesis 13 where the separation come and, and Lot separated from Abram, uh, then in Genesis 14, they saw that the kings, uh, of the valley come against, uh, all of that area and they got taken captive. Remember that story? And, and, and so when Abraham heard it, he went and got his 318 trained men of his own house and they defeated with the help of the Lord, of course, and they brought uh, Lot and his wife, his family, out of that situation. So they had saw how God blessed Abram. They had saw the delivering power uh, of a God through an Abram. 
that would be an Abraham, the father of faith. They saw all of these things. And so she saw all of these things. And so when the, when Abram or Abraham prays to God and says, I want you to spare Sodom. And, and you know, he went through the whole thing where he, he said, I want you to, 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 to spare them if, if they're 50 there, you know, and he worked his way down all the way down to 10. And, and God said, I won't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if there's 10 there. Well, they were supposed to be 10 in Lot's house. So Abraham, he, he thought that he had prayed and interceded and, and brought this deliverance there. So, but he didn't, he, he didn't make it because there was, uh, the household hadn't followed after, uh, what they had seen and, and been nurtured through Abraham and Sarah and all those things. So, here Jesus is saying, remember what happened to Lot's wife. She could have been delivered. The, the, the Bible says that the angels went and grabbed Lot by the hand, grabbed Lot's wife by the hand, grabbed his two daughters, and brought them out. Brought them out before destruction. That's how much God wanted them to be delivered. So tonight, when you hear somebody say that God's looking to send somebody to hell, you know the truth, amen? You know that a God of great grace is wanting to show and minister His mercy. And we need to remind people of the truth of God, of the goodness of God, of the plan of God, amen? We don't want people to forget how good God is. God sent Jesus. And so, uh, we know that, that the Bible says that He it gave them a warning. Don't look back. She looked back, and as she looked back, the Bible says she was turned into a pillar of salt. And so, uh, even in the negative part of this, there's a testimony in that salt. There, there, there was a statue, and, and to this day, you know, that they think that they have located that. Whether they have or not, we'll never know for sure on this side of heaven. But the, the, point, the important point here is that God can do so much for us, and we can still miss out on His best. We can still miss out on heaven. Amen. And so we want to be very cautious that uh, when God gives us a word and He says, I want you to do this, it's not an option. When God says, this is what you're going to do, you have to do it. Amen. I, I'm in a place in my life right now that there's some things that I don't want to do. And I argue. And I whine and I fuss and I take on in the natural. But when it boils down to it, guess what? I'm going to do them because I have no choice. You're going to do them because you have no choice. Because we we have a calling on our life. We have a destiny. And, and we want to make sure that our life is used to the fullest to be able to touch other people, amen? To bring them out of this situation and circumstance of being without the goodness and the grace of God. So he said, I want you to remember. So let's think about this just for a moment. When you think about the the, the, the story of Lot and, and Sodom and Gomorrah, you, you think about the assured Word of God. Judgment is coming to those who are not in Jesus Christ. But those who are in Jesus Christ, they have an assured uh, understanding. They have a confidence that He took all the wrath of God for us. So you're not under wrath tonight. You're under grace. You're not under the law, but you're under grace. And so that grace should uh, promote you. It should provoke you. It should uh, prove you to the reality of God's goodness. Amen? And so we want to always remind each other about what God has done and what He is doing, we don't want to forget. 
we, we, we want to hold on to that. And, and so let's look at some examples I think that will help us so much. Um, go with me to the, the Gospel of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 26, we can learn so much here uh, from Peter. Uh, start at verse 69. Matthew 26, verse 69. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. Verse 70. You know this story very well. But he, he denied uh, before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Verse 71. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were with them, or that were there, that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 72. And again he denied with an oath, uh, I do not know the man. And after a while, you look in Luke 22, it tells us it was an hour. The Bible talks in the book of Revelation that there is an hour of temptation. And, and so in that hour, you and I, we've got to be assured of what the Word says, of who we are in the Word, by the Word, where we can hold on and be strong. Amen? Uh, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art the one or one of them, for thy speech bereath or betray or manifest who you really are. Verse 74. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. In other words, you know, Jesus told him. But verse 75, I want you to see this. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus. There's going to be a lot of people at the sounding of the trumpet they're going to remember the story of the cross. They're going to remember what God has done for them through Jesus Christ. Amen? But it's going to be too late. See, Jesus... Hold your place right here and turn over just a little bit. Um, Jesus gave him the warning. He gave him the words. Jump back up to verse 31. Matthew twenty-six, thirty-one. They just took communion. The most intimate act that you and I can have... Uh, is taking communion. They just took communion with Jesus and and they don't understand. Verse 31, And Jesus said unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice or three times. But then Peter remembered the words. See, when God gives us a warning, when He gives us a word of instruction, He tells them in the garden there before, uh, if we had time to look at it, we won't take time. He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. And remember, he Jesus would go off by himself, and he would pray, and he would come back, and he would find them. Uh... The devil loves to put you and I to sleep uh, when it's prayer time. He loves to put us to sleep when it's study time. But you, if you if you're not praying or studying, and you want to go to sleep, he loves to what? Steal your sleep. 
And, and so, but anyway, that, that's another sermon for another time. But I want you to see, though, Jesus always gives us a warning ahead of time. He gives us a word to, to get us in the place and the position of victory. You're always in the place and the position of victory because of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so, uh, he, he gave Peter that this word. You say, well, since he gave him that word, he had to fall. Why did he give him that word? Because they did not watch and pray. Jesus will never set you up to fail. He'll never set me up to pray. If they had simply watched and prayed like he told them before, then they wouldn't have to have this word. Amen? And so here you and I are tonight. We've got to be in the place where we're not forgetful. We're not a forgetful hearer, but we're in a place where we're holding on to what God has said. And, and, and so, uh, verse 35, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise, also said all the disciples. He really believed that because of what? Because of pride. So you and I, we're in the place where we've met the humbled servant. Jesus, the most humble, meek of all. Him and Mo Moses set the example in the Old Testament. Jesus brought forth in the New Testament. Jesus, so meek, so humble. And so your humility is your assurance of victory. Because in your humility, you're, you're letting the Lord know, hey, I cannot make it on my own. I'm not going to forget you. I I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to draw nigh unto you. And so here we can learn from this example of Peter. We can see that the, the devil wanted to stop what God was going to do through Peter. Come on, the devil knew. Because Jesus had done told him in Matthew chapter 16, he said, Peter, I'm going to use you to help start my church. And so immediately the devil's ears perk up and he says, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to stop what God's going to do through this man. Well, this morning the word come to you and I that this year God is going to use you as an influencer. He's going to use you like never before. There's going to be an anointing going to come upon your life that is going to destroy the work of sin. I believe it with all my heart because God said that He was going to give us a grace that would abound greater than the abounding work of sin. Amen? So it's here for us. And so with that revelation, that understanding, the devil is going to come and he's going to try to do anything and everything he can to cause you to forget the Word of God. To get you to, to let loose of what God has called and destined you to do. And he's going to attack you. And the more he attacks you, let that make you stronger in your resolve in your understanding that you have something to do for Jesus. Amen? So the good story about Peter is he was able to what? He wasn't like Lot's wife. He was able to go ahead and come back and finish what God had him to do. He preached on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 souls get saved. He preaches just a little bit later. 5,000 more souls get saved. Come on, you're a soul winner. Amen? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he or she that winneth souls is wise. Guess what? You are wise tonight because you know that God has a destiny and a plan for your life and it's going to come to pass. Amen? Alright, so we see the, 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 the sad situation about Peter, but we're going to, in our mind, we're going to just see him preaching on that day and people getting saved. Amen? So he was able to turn those things and thank God that he was. But you know, Lot's wife, she lost out on God's best. And so we, we've got to allow that to also cause us to be cautious and to recognize and realize bad things can't happen. Amen? And so I want to be in the place, don't you, where I'm looking for the good things. I'm holding on to the things of God, aren't you? Okay, the book of Ecclesiastes, 
This is a hard verse, and you're, you're going to read it in different translations, and it's going to, and, and it can be very confusing. If you read it in the NIV and the NLT, they get it closer than any other version I've seen. Some of the other versions are is so far off uh, that it, it, just be cautious and be prayer minded when you read the verse. Okay, but I'm going to read it to you out of the King James uh, first. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse number ten. Now I want you to think about this. Let it let the Holy Ghost talk to you right now because. You and I, just because we go to church, don't mean we're going to heaven. Jesus said, it's not those who say, Lord, Lord, to enter in, but it's those who do the will of my Father. Amen? So, uh, and and it's about the long haul of holding on to the blood of Jesus and His grace. All right. Ecclesiastes 8.10 And I, and so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. Now, let me read it to you. I don't have a a copy of it, but I got it on my Bible app. This is the New Living Translation. Ecclesiastes 8 and 10. I have seen wicked people buried with honor, yet they were the very ones who frequented the temple. They were the very ones who went to church and are now praised in the same city where they committed their crimes, their sins, their trespasses. This too is meaningless. It doesn't do you and I any good to go to church to be going to church. You realize people go to church to make business deals? They go to church to be respected in the community. They go to church to be seen. They go to church for all the reputation and all of these things. You and I, we go to church because Jesus said, forsake not your assembling self together. Amen. We go to church because God has called us. You can't pick your own church. People do it all the time. But God puts you in a church. He puts you in a place and that's your church. That's your spot. That's your place where you can flourish and you can grow and you can be a blessing and you can be blessed. Amen. And, and, and I know I've, I, I, I left a church too soon and it like to destroyed me and my family. Uh, and God brought everything back around and then he brought me and put me where I was supposed to be. Amen? Because He's a good God. But I want you to learn uh, from my mistake, just like we can learn from other people's mistakes. Know that God has a place for you. Amen? Alright. So here, the Bible tells us that there's people who go to church, but this word wicked, it's not wicked like a murderer or a rapist or or uh, something like that. It's just, it's somebody who is condemned because they haven't believed in Jesus. See, Jesus said, uh, those who don't believe in me, John chapter 3, it doesn't matter if they're a good, quote-unquote, what the world says, a good person or not, they're condemned already because they have rejected me and I'm God's Savior. So I want you to see this. There's a lot of good people who have good works. I've got family who think that I'm not a good person. But they think they're good because they do things that I don't do. But I'm not called to do that. So I'm not, we, we, we stay in our calling. Amen. But they think they're doing 
perfect because they're doing this and that's going to get them to heaven. There's only one thing that gets you to heaven. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? It, you're not saved by works. You're not saved by any of those things. But you, you, we've got to see that there's going to be people who are being misled. And so as we come into 2021 as being the influencers, we've got to help people not forget what God wants to do. Put them in remembrance and not let them neglect because we don't want people to be swallowed up in regret. Amen? Okay, look at Psalms. Psalms chapter 9. Look at verse 17. This is a, uh, a right in your face verse. It's a powerful verse. Look what the word says. The wicked, once again, the, the, the condemned person, the moral, the, the person that's wrong morally because they haven't accepted Jesus. Uh, the wicked shall be turned into I, 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 the Spirit of God woke me up the other morning and I just, I got up and I just wept and wept and wept. Donna came in and she said, what is wrong? And I, and I said, you know, we, I've always read this verse and as sad as it was, people going to hell, but that ain't what the verse says. They don't just go to hell, they become hell. The morally corrupt person, the person that hasn't accepted the goodness of God is turned into a literal hell. The Bible says that the, the, the hell was created for the devil and his angels. Think about the, 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 the evil that you and I see in the world and, and, and thank God we've got the grace of God upon us and, and, and the evil is all around us and the devil can't do what he would desire, what he would love to do uh, to us and in us. But think about not just being in hell with the devil and his angels, but being turned into what they are and what they feel. See, the, the devil is, he has an in, he doesn't have the capacity of compassion. He doesn't have the capacity of feeling empathy. All he feels, he is an entity of hate. There is no lie in him, though he once was the day star. Jesus is the bride in the morning star, but he wanted to take our Lord and Savior's place. But he's pure darkness. And that's when people get separated from God. You know, you've been, have you ever been lost at night? You know, every one of us, we got lost at night. You know, when you've been in a place where it was dark, that can't touch this. The Bible says it's a place of outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth because the darkness is so great. I've heard testimonies of different people where God has took them and let them experience heaven, thank God, but also experience hell. And they said that the darkness is so real that it felt like it, you could cut it with a knife. So think about this first now. He said, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And notice what he said. And all the nations that forget God. Remember that word forget. It's just to mislay, to become oblivious. Today, there's people who go to church even on Sunday morning. They don't think another thing about God until the next church day. So, 
You're an influencer though. What are you going to do? You're going to go be getting gas. You're going to be getting groceries. You're going to be uh, walking the aisles somewhere. And the, the Spirit of God is going to be on you so strong that all of a sudden people are going to feel love rather than hate. Uh, they're, they're going to feel a drawing rather than a, a, a division. Because see, there's going to be something there that's going to give them an opportunity to be influenced and, and to be reminded that there's something better. There's something greater than what they're seeing, what they're feeling in this present moment of time. Amen? Amen. It's real. It's true. He said, all nations that forget God. So what we've got to do, we've got to hold on to what God has told us. Now, I'm going to just say this, and you do with it what you will, but the Spirit of God expressly wants us to be listening because he said there's some things that you have laid down. And I want to remind you of them where you can pick them back up. Amen? Anything that in your life that you've lost hope of, that there's not an expectancy there for something to be better, something to be different, that means we've laid down some things and we picked up some things that we don't want. So I don't... If there, don't get mad at me now, okay? I've got to do this, alright? I'm sorry. But if there's some hell in your life, you've got to lay it down and you've got to pick up what God has for you. Yeah. The Spirit of God wants you to know that this is the trickery of the devil. This is the way he works. He, he comes in and he makes us forget the promises of God, the plan of God, the will of God in a situation. And he, he gets us in a place where we're going through a certain cycle, a certain season over and over. And he wants us to accept that and receive that and allow that to be our destiny and our future. And it's not. Amen. So we resist that. We reject that. We renounce that. We repent and we turn to God and we say, no, there's not going to be no more hell in my life in this area. There's going to be what God has for me. Heaven. Heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is simply the presence of God. It's not the absence of trouble. It's the, it's being able to oppose trouble and to stand in victory. Amen. So how do I make sure how, how do I make sure that, how do I make sure I'm not forgetting God? Because see, now this is going to make a lot of people mad because they're going to say, hey, I pray, I do this, I do that. Once again, it's not about what you do. It's about living by grace. Grace empowers you to be what God called you to be, not what the pastor says, not what mom and daddy says, not what anybody else says, but what God says. James chapter 1, verse 25. James chapter 1, verse 25. This is how you know if you're forgetting God or not. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, this grace of God, and continueth, you're you're minoing, you're staying, you're growing, you're expecting, but you continue therein in this grace, being not a forgetful hearer, Okay, how do I determine whether I'm a forgetful hearer or not? Being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, the Word, a doer of what God has called you to do in grace. Salvation is assured because of your faith, because of the grace of God. That's assured. But He wants you to work the Word ahead of time. Like He told Peter, said, watch and pray. He, 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 Lot was supposed to raise up his house. 
Hold your place right there and let's take a little side journey just for a second. Make sure we understand. Genesis. I think it's chapter 18. Look at Genesis chapter 18. Um, they pre-incarnate Christ and, and those angels that was going to go to destroy Son and Gomorrah, they come to Abraham and Abraham prepares him and Sarah, prepares this meal for them. But look, but look at verse 17, Genesis eighteen seventeen, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation? Say, that's me. That, that, we're a part of that. Amen. He's the father of faith. We're a part of that. Now notice. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now notice this. Verse 19. For I know him. Now stay with me. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him that they shall keep the way of the Lord and to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. That's why Abraham stopped at 10. Because he thought that Lot being around him had taught his house the way that he was going to, God had spoken that Abraham was going to teach his house. So that's influence. That's influence. So uh, you, you, you got to see that you can influence your house. You can influence. Well, where's your house? Your house is is just as the the man asked Jesus. Said, "Well, who is my neighbor?" And Jesus said, "Your neighbor is what? Everybody around you. Your house is is your house is your influence. Well, your influence is not limited to the four walls of where you sleep." It's your ministry. It's your calling. Your, 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 your house is not bound. God is wanting us to see and expect and to believe greater things. Expansion didn't stop when 2020 ended. Influence is going to come because expansion is still going to be going on. God doesn't change His mind. doesn't change His Word. It's here for you and I every day. Amen? Okay. So, going back to, to, to James. Hold that in your mind. Uh, God had spoke some things about Abraham and he knew what they were and he done them. And, and, and that's how he was not a forgetful hearer. So I, I need to listen, ask the Spirit of God to bring a word to me. If, I, if I'm going to hell in an area of my life, if I'm dealing with some things, that's not God's will. And so I need to come back and I say, God, you, you said that those who forget you, they're turned into hell. So, have I forgot? Am I, I know that we go through trials and tribulations. I understand that. But if I keep going around a mountain in a situation, if I keep struggling in this certain area, then there, there is some reason why the devil has an open door, an avenue, a vein to work in that, in that area in my life. And so, I don't want it that way. Amen? I want to hear what the Word is. Remind me of it where I can repent of it and I can put it into action. Amen? All right. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he or she, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man, this woman, this child of God, shall be blessed in their deeds. Blessed. Now whom God blesses, the devil cannot curse, right? 
So God wants you to be blessed in every situation. So even things that look negative and look rough and uh, 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 trying in the beginning, God wants to take and turn them into a blessing. Into a blessing. But we, we, we've got to keep reminding ourselves what God has done and what He's going to do. Okay? Luke chapter 10. Just a couple more verses and I'll let you go. Uh, let, let's look at one more example where we can learn. In Luke chapter 10, um, this is the, where, uh, uh, where Jesus uh, sends out the, the, the 70. But it continues from Luke chapter 9 where he sends out the, the 12. So you look at Luke 9 and 1, he sends out the 12. And then in Luke 10 and 1, he sends out the 70. But these two stories are combined because God had, uh, he had one apostle for each tribe. Now he's got, uh, one, uh, person for each nation of this time. So the 70 means, in the Bible means restoration of Israel, restoration of God's plan and family. So, in other words, God has a ministry for every group of people, every all nations. God's not going to leave anybody out. But He sends them forth and He gives them power and authority over the devil. And so I want you to notice that, think about the twelve, think about the seventy. Do I need to read? Don't take my word for it. You look, in Luke 9 and 1 it says, Then He called His twelve disciples together and He gave them power and authority over the all devils to cure diseases. And He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay? Same thing then in, in Luke 10 and 1. And after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. So in other words, they have the same power, they have the same authority as the 12. And He sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself would come. Now notice... Drop down to verse 17. I know it says the 70, but you've got to see uh, the success of all of them. Uh, Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Alright, so, so if the 70 returned with joy, uh, and they represent you and I today, if you would, uh, because we're working hand in hand, two by two, uh, then no doubt the twelve did the same thing because we have examples of it. So what I want you to see tonight, that they had power and authority. And in those 82 people, but particularly of the twelve, who was one of the disciples that we think about? Judas. We remembered Lot's wife. We looked at Peter but let's think about Judas. Judas went with them. The Bible says that uh, he had an anointing to carry the bag. He had an anointing for money. But somewhere along the way, the devil got in there and twisted that anointing. And he, the Bible says he was a thief. But yet, when they come back, they don't say, Man, we done so good, but Judas, 
He messed up all the time. He couldn't do nothing. The devil just run all over him. No. They come back with joy because the word of the Lord was, I gave you power. That's dunamis. That's miracle working power. I gave you authority. Exousia. That means that, that, that everything is subject to what you say as you speak as the power of attorney of Jesus Christ. So Judas looked just like them, talked just like them. He just had a sin. We've got to let the Lord help us with little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the... So we've got to be cautious. Alright. So... Um, Go back to, to, to Matthew and let, let's see what it says about Judas. In Matthew chapter 27, verse number 1. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put Him to death. Verse 2. And when they had bound Him, they led Him away and they delivered Him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, highlight it in your mind's eye, underline it in your Bible, write it on the table of your heart. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, betrayed Jesus, when he saw that he was condemned, he repented himself. This word repented here uh, has a condemnation of regret. See, when we forget, when we neglect the calling of God, the Word of God, it brings regret. But now this word also means repent. So... Uh, Let's be careful where we place Judas, okay? Let's let God be judge. Because we serve a God of great grace. Amen? Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, he repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. Verse 4, saying, I have sinned. Hmm. When we confess our sin, what happens? saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is it to us? See, the, see thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and he departed and he went and hanged himself. Hold that thought. And the chief priests took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful for to put them in the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and they brought them to the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, the field was called the field of blood unto this very day. And then it goes on talking about uh, what was prophesied by Jeremiah. But he had a regret because he had a word. The word was Jesus said, I gave you power and authority over all devils. See, the devil that was in his life was greed. Now, I believe that he honestly, uh, if, if you want to study Josephus and, and look at some, uh, some church history, uh, I, I honestly believe that he thought he was going to push Jesus into bringing in the kingdom. So I, I know we were hard on, uh, on, uh, on Judas, and, and, you know, this is my opinion, uh, but I, I believe that he thought that he could actually push Jesus into bringing and being king now. And, and so what I'm what I'm saying is, you know, we can have good intentions, but if we've got an issue in our life where, even though we want to follow God and we're doing the things of God, that little intention 
uh, of goodness can be twisted by the enemy and it can bring us to a place he never thought when he saw what they'd done to Jesus. That's why he repented. That's why he was in a place because he saw and he thought that he would just authorize that kingship and he would bring restoration to Israel. It didn't happen. So he had a regret though. That regret cost him everything. So we want to help people tonight. There can be one thing in their life. They can be, quote unquote, following God in a lot of ways. But if that heart isn't solely on Jesus, look out. Because the devil will come and he will steal, kill, and destroy. In closing, go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Verse 15. Acts 1 and 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of the names which were, there were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was a guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and he had obtained a part of this ministry. In other words, Peter said, he, he was right there with us. He had the same uh, call from God that we had. He had the he had his version of the anointing that we have. Uh, you know, he, he he. What is that? This ministry. Paul, the apostle Paul calls it in Second Corinthians chapter five the ministry of reconciliation. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of his iniquity. Think about this now. Who purchased the field? What did we just read? In Matthew, now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. Falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all of his bowels gushed out. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I saw some crime scene photos where people have taken their own life by hanging. It's, it's hard to hang yourself and then take a knife and cut your guts out. Let's just say he had a little help. So when we start trying to condemn him for suicide and condemn him to a devil's hell, we need to wait and we need to do some evaluation. But my point is, because there was a little greed in his life, it took him from all devils being subject to him in the name of Jesus to the one devil stealing and killing and destroying his destiny. So you and I, we need to have sympathy. We, we need to have empathy. We need to be moved with compassion for people out there that one thing has a hold in their life and that one thing has opened up the door to so many other things. And if we don't be an influencer, if we don't help them, they're going to forget about the grace of God. They're, they're going to neglect the grace of God. They're going to have a regret. And there's only heaven or hell. There's only Jesus or the devil. And so we, we want to be assured that God has called us to this destiny. We want to be faithful in our calling. We want to be faithful in our house. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate. And let no man dwell therein, and his bishop let another take. 
You see, he lost his he he lost his ministry, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he lost his soul. But I, I, I want you to know that there's people out there, every person from the foundation of the world has a call on their life. Whether they're saved or not, God has a destiny for them. And so you and I, we need to influence them and to pull them in. Amen? Because we don't want them to end up like Lot's wife. We don't want them to have to go through some things like Peter went through. We don't want them to have to end up like Judas. Come on now. Don't, don't, we can, we can change the destiny of people. Why? How do we know that? Because your destiny tonight is not what it was before. You're here tonight by the grace of God because somebody told you about the goodness of Jesus Christ, about the grace of God. Your, your whole life was switched. Your whole life was changed. And, and you passed from death unto life. Amen. And so, if that can happen for you because somebody influenced you, somebody got a hold of you and showed you the truth, guess what? The same thing can happen to those out there tonight that don't know the goodness of God. So, as you think about these Situations. You think about Lot's wife. You think about Judas. But you remember Peter. Because Peter was in the place where uh, he finally said, okay, I didn't listen to what Jesus said. I didn't watch and pray. I, 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 didn't, I didn't allow pride to be put down, but I, I, I determined to make it on my own. When he come back to that place and he wept bitterly and, and Jesus said, Peter, three times do you love me? And all three times Peter said, yes, he affirmed that. I do love, what did that do? That took away these three denials. And so his, his confession now, it took away his disassociation. And so he's restored and he's in that place. So you and I tonight, we need to, to make sure that there's any place in our life that we have disassociated ourselves with what God's called us to do. We just repent. We, we, and we renounce what we have come in agreement with the devil, with the flesh in, and we come back with our confession in Jesus. The book of Hebrews says, hold fast your confession of faith, right? You hold fast, you hold on to it because uh, what you believe and what you confess is what's going to be your destiny. And your destiny is to be an influencer. Your destiny is to be in the place of productivity in the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Hallelujah. So in closing, I want you to think about what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Rome. He said in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And then Paul told the church at Corinth, he said, he said, in this ministry of reconciliation, he said, it comes because you're a new creature. So you're a new creature. And that's what empowers you to be able to be in the place of leading people to call out to be saved. But he also said after, he said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, how shall they call unless there's a preacher?
That's not this kind of preacher. That's this kind of preacher. You've got to see yourself. So remind yourself. Let the Spirit of God touch you and remind you that God saved you not just to keep you out of hell, but He saved you to fulfill the Great Commission. You've got a destiny. You've got a promise in your life. Your life is bigger than your own. You're seeking Him first and He's adding all these other things to you and you're not going to fail. You're going to succeed. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You, Lord, for this word of admonition. I thank You for this word of encouragement. Lord, right now, I just ask that You would just bring to our remembrance some things that You have might have called us to, You might have said to us. And let us see if there's any area in our life that, that it looks like it's being turned to hell. Let, let us be reminded of what You have said. And let us put what You have said to work in our own lives where Your promise and Your provision can be manifested in us, to us, but then through us to those who are without. Let every person here be encouraged. Let them just be drawn to You like never before. Let us be able to be like John the Beloved there as they were taking that communion supper. Let us be able to lay our head on Your bosom and hear Your heartbeat. Your heartbeat is for Mary, Tom, Fred, George, Belinda, whoever that is out there right now that Your Spirit is dealing with. Let us hear that heartbeat and let us know that we'll be placed in that place and position for Your glory. Lord, let it be. We ask You in the name of Jesus. Would you make yourself an altar? Would you either you can come up front or at your chair, whatever you're comfortable with, but just spend some time with the Lord. And, and, and I encourage you tonight, let heaven come in every area of your life. Heaven is simply the presence of God and the reality that, that it's about the eternal and not about the moment. Let Him be what He promised to be. He promised you and I that He would, He would be the God of all comfort. And let Him just take your cares, your concerns as you cast them on Him and let Him speak a word to you tonight that manifest His presence in heaven in you so you can then in turn take what He has shown you, the reality of a relationship to all of those in your world. Hallelujah.